kind of now, you know, um, securing employment of workers. So the access to, to, to in that institution that the vulnerable workers have access to such an institution that is not costly, that is going to be, you know, speed up the processes um, of, of, of unfair labor practices. And, you know, some people have suggested that, you know, maybe too much is put at the foot of, of the CCMA. I mean, if you look at some of the cases your organization has brought before the CCMA, um, in some cases it seems like that that has been the first port of call whenever you've had uh, issues with employers. Um, I mean, as I'm saying, that CCMA was founded, you know, on, 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 on what I've just actually alluded to. In, mm. You know, in terms of the Labor Relations Act, and to ensure that there is, you know, justice in the world of work. But if I can tell you that, you know, I mean, since its inception, perhaps indeed that we were relating because of this institution that we saw as an institution that is actually not biased, not against workers, but a mediatory institution. But mm. I, I do want to say, also having been you know, one of the people that have actually served and worked at the CCMA, it has really never, never really been enjoyed or be, you know, accessible to the vulnerable workers that we are talking about, that we are today representing. First of Mm. all, its geographic, you know, um, situation, where it's located, it's still a challenge, although there have been attempts to deal with those things. But you go far to rural areas, in your in your Eastern Cape, even in in in, in cities like Oma Cape Town, it's actually still not accessible to 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 vulnerable workers who are paid, mm. you know being paid paltry salaries to reach the city centre of Cape Town, for example. Um, also, you know processes inside at the CCMA as an individual vulnerable worker. They they are not easy at all for these vulnerable workers. Issues of language. Issues of comply, compliance when completing those seven eleven forms of your unfair dismissal, all of all of those, you know, kind of might seem as very little issues are a huge challenge to these workers um, that we are organizing, the vulnerable mm. and other workers who are not unionized. Mm-hmm. The, the other thing that I'm quite interested in, Sisnandi, I mean, when you look at the current caseload, yes, CCMA, I mean, a lot of uh, commissioners uh, and many others who interact with it uh, have often been raising the concerns around, uh, you know, uh, the challenges. And I guess that's why part-time commissioners were brought in into the, uh, in the first place. Um, what implications do you think these budget cuts, if indeed they do happen, uh, are going to have for the caseload of, of the CCMA? And of course, uh, the ability to expeditiously deal with some of the industrial conflicts that are happening uh, at a plant level. Uh, no, no that definitely. I mean, the caseload is going to increase. It is already increasing, as you and know, you and me know that we, since you know, especially you know, during 2010-20, in, in the, the, the pandemic when it hit, 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 hit the country, we have seen you know massive you know, unfair dismissal, dismissing of workers, you know, the workers being laid off, all of those of those issues. So these uh, workers will definitely want, you know, a recourse, and the CCMA is not accessible. In, in terms of 
as the, the director of the CCMA says, that the walk-ins, for instance, are not necessarily to prevent you know, workers in accessing services of the CCMA, but this is how we view it. Um, um, and also um, the lesser use of the part-time commissioners will actually, you know, raise their backlog and caseload. So, mm-hmm. so, so, so what CCMA has been founded for, it's really kind of, a, you know, uh, something that is not going to be actually enjoyed optimally by workers. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, so we reached out uh, earlier, says Nandi, to the uh, CCMA, uh, and we tried to make, and I get, guess, get a much clearer sense from them uh, of, yeah, of, um, I guess, their expectations, what they've submitted into the budget process. They have said to us that uh, the budgetary allocations haven't been made yet. But let me read this letter from the director of the CCMA, Cameron Murajane, and uh, he says, yeah, the CCMA appreciates the invitation. However, the CCMA has not yet received its allocation letter for the 2021-2022 financial year, and therefore it will be premature to comment on the same. Once the allocation letter has been received, the CCMA will be better placed to engage on budgetary issues and related operational matters. Um, so, so I guess, um, you know, the normal and expected diplomacy on their part, but... Um, I mean, for all intents and purposes, if last year is anything to go by, then uh, we can already pencil in that kind of budget cut. Uh, there's an expectation that that's going to happen, especially at a time where talk of reprioritization of budgets is happening. Uh, yeah. And I want to maybe hear from you, uh, Assis Nandi, uh, when we talk about millions of money cut um, for an organization where there's already challenges in accessing it anyway, uh, yeah. uh, wh- what does that mean for an organization like yourselves, which uh, has always, I guess... Uh, use that as a platform to be able to achieve some meaningful gains for 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 working people. Um, look, look, um, we we are facing a huge challenge, and I say, and I think our responses already, um, Ayabonga, are informed. But what had already happened last year with that hundred one hundred million cut that has you know actually been on the CCMA. Um, we, our, our hands are kind of, you know, are tied up, but it will be for the workers whom we work with who will actually decide as to what, you know, action do they want to take in terms of either making demands that they want these, I mean, I mean making demands around issues of access, around their issue as being vulnerable workers who would want, you know, dispute, labor dispute resolutions as 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 CCMA was actually founded for for those purposes. Um, otherwise, we are already flooded. We are overwhelmed with labor disputes that are arising as a result of the pandemic and also the lockdown. And 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 you go to institutions, for instance, of like the Department of Labor, other institutions. Their workers have no recourse also because it's either they are partially working and all these services, optimal services, are not actually enjoyed by the workers. So mm. the labor movement mm. as a whole, I think, is confronted with a huge challenge that yeah, I think yeah. the workers perhaps will need to take it up to the streets to actually exercise their labor power, their, their power mm. of organizing. Mm. And of course, I mean, the other implication, and, and, and we'll come back, the questions of organizing, and I guess whether or not this creates a basis of unity in action for, for all 
components of the yes. broader working class. Uh, uh, maybe the you know the more immediate question I think uh, on my end is, is is that is this a signal of other things to come? I mean, if, if you look at the CCMA and the budget cuts that are experienced there, and you look at even the inspectorate of the Department of Employment and Labour, which is largely aimed at you know uh, protecting the rights of vulnerable workers, exploited workers in in many sectors of our economy, uh, one would would not be wrong to think that if the cuts are going to the CCMA. That is how he has been as even to the inspectorate of the Department of Labor and have massive implications for, for many workers who rely on that inspectorate to be able to, to um, enjoy the basic conditions of employment that, that are sure to all of us. Uh, no, definitely. It, it, does, it does indicate. It shows that, I mean, that's where it goes to. I mean, I mean it won't be even the Department of Labor only, uh, but other state you know, departments. I mean, we talk about education. It's the same thing that is already facing, I mean, you know, pronouncements that are being made that budget cuts are also, you know, following. I mean, the issue of UIF cares has not even been resolved yet, you know, um, there will no longer be payments. There are no longer payments to that, to, to, to assist workers during this period. Um, so there's kind of closure of services to, for workers by the state. Uh, uh, that's my interpretation. Mm -mm. And, and maybe to come back to that issue you were raising earlier on, I mean, uh, that uh, uh, the broader labor movement will have to respond, uh, and, I, and I think, you know, uh, uh, they will be well within their rights to respond in that fashion. But, but we've certainly seen, I guess, uh, a very difficult relationship between yourselves and uh, uh, traditional federations in uh, the broader labor movement. Uh, but uh, if you look at some of the statements coming out of COSATU, uh, even within the Tripartite Alliance, uh, they've also been very vocal on this particular issue and, of course, uh, other elements uh, that affect working class uh, communities during this difficult moment. Uh, do you ex anticipate that, of course, there might be a mending of fences there and some unity in action around this particular issue, which no doubt doesn't only affect, uh, you know, casual, atypical and contract workers, but also uh, many of those in the membership of some of the mainstream federations? Look, I'll quickly want to say to you that, I mean, for COSATU, you know, to come out later, because you, you and me know that COSATU, you know, is part of that of 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 of, of that tribe. You, you, you know that those stakeholders that sits on on Nedlik, and they are mm, also mm. you know on the governing body of 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 of, of the CCMA. So all these issues were actually dealt in there, and we we really didn't have you know he, he had their radical opposition on on about these cuts. Mm. So 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 it is it is quite shocking that, you know, they sit on those platforms and later on, you know, kind of appear that they are, you know, I can say that they are kind of, you know, you know, you know, complacent. But for other, other, other labor federations, like SAFTU, we have been sitting, we, we, we come together, even, I mean, during last year when we were busy organizing the National Day of Action and other actions, uh, I think what is key for us, is that we represent, the, the, you know, the voice of the workers. And workers' issues are paramount, you know, over our ideological, you know, backgrounds mm. or whatever. So workers' issues are paramount, and it is important that workers, we, you know, we ensure that unity is forged to sure. fight against all this onslaught that they have been mm. faced with. 
What do you make of that onslaught, Sisnandi? I mean, Siavanga, Pango SAP, Ngo Heineken, and uh, many others in the liquor trade who are effectively closed down at this point, uh, signaling that they are not only going to be sort of uh, putting on hold some of the investment decisions, but are going to be laying off uh, many workers. Uh, and one would think the first people they often look at are contract workers when they do that. Uh, you look at the manufacturing sector, bleeding jobs. You look at, uh, you know, uh, all of the sectors really outside of, I guess, you know, the primary um, uh, primary agriculture and even mining. Uh, I mean, I think of wholesale retail trade, our band with tellers in the retail sector, yes. losing yes. their jobs. Are, are you getting more and more people coming to the advice office there in Germiston uh, and, uh, of course, uh, uh, coming and asking you guys for help? Look, uh, in, in, in just in October, October, September, October 2020, we, as we were working under those, you know, street confines, you know, wanting to observe, you know, regulation, health and safety regulations uh, for ourselves and also for the workers, we managed to do a research following on these vulnerable workers. And, mm. and, and, and them, as I said to you, they are on the onslaught. Um, they are faced with all forms of, you know, um, 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 unfair labor practices at the hands of the employers. And that is, the, that, that is always the response of employers. We hear them when they are actually, you know, talking, making demands to the state about saving their business. It is important. But you will hear them always, you know, prior, you know pr- prioritizing the issue of saving jobs as if indeed they do really save, save workers' mm. jobs. Yet we know that they employ workers, you know, in precarious, you know, employment conditions, paltry wages, poor wages with no benefits. Workers are employed in irregular, you know, employment patterns. There is no respect for, and, and especially for women workers, that even issues of transport, um, they, they care less about those things. But when they want state to intervene and they want to be actually subsidized by the state, they will actually campaign around the issue of mm. employment mm. creation as if they are, they are creating, you know, um, a decent uh, employment and secured employment for workers. And in particular for women workers in those retail sectors, sure, in the sure. agricultural sector, and also other sectors like security and and all of Mm, those things. mm. So the state, including the business, the first casualties, you know, when we are confronted with economic crises, will be your poor and the working class. That is Mm. always the case. Unfortunately, uh, as always, a, a pleasure to catch up with you and uh, uh, I wish you and uh, your colleagues, uh, Upper Chairman, all of the best as uh, you continue, uh, I guess, uh, to uh, work with many of those uh, who are on the receiving end, receiving the short end of the stick of uh, this unfolding crisis. And uh, thank you very much for your time. Okay, thank you. Thanks. That there was uh,